Boy, just be yourself. If people don't like you, if you're being yourself. Can he speak? Can he hit you with the hard truth? The uncut from the gut. He pulls no punch on this podcast. He blasts real-ish. Take on topics most folks won't deal with. Now that's that Mims mentality. Give you a dose of entertainment and reality. That balance of make you laugh and think. So hear him when he say, let me talk to the folk on the street. Talk to the incarcerated and liberated. Let me talk to the judges, politicians and lawyers, trap boys, hustlers and soldiers, men and women, no matter what color, creed or religion. That's what No Limit Larry is giving. The truth, shining the light, walking the walk. Giving perspective from his perspective. You tapped in, you're listening, we're good. Welcome to Let Me Talk. Y'all already know what time it is. Another edition of Let Me Talk, man, the realest podcast. Because I, like I always say, we don't keep it a uh, hundred. We keep it a thousand because a hundred ain't enough. Oh. I got one of my big homies. I call him Unk. Man, we go way back. He always say we go back like four flats. Like fat crayons and car seats, baby. Y'all already know what it is. My Uncle Tone X, a.k.a. Tony Handsome in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You had to have been knowing me from back in the day when you say Tony Hounds. They don't even know about that. <laughs> that's, that that's that early 90s, a.k.a. right there, baby. Tony X in the building, man. Let me talk. This podcast, uh, we talk about everything. We, like we, might, we might talk about some stuff you ain't never told nobody. Oh. You know what I mean? That's the kind of stuff we talk about on this podcast. I like that. Uh, we, we, we talk about, you know, we, we like I said, we keep it a thousand because a hundred ain't enough. Right. So let's go and get it started. Let's go. Uncle Tone X, a lot of folks know you in Charlotte, but you're not from Charlotte. No. You're originally from Port City. Port Wilson. City. Yeah. What Port brought Wilson. you to Charlotte originally? Um, I used to come up here and do the Comedy Zone. That's what started everything. I used to come and do the Comedy Zone, and B.J. Murphy was talking to me, mm -hmm. and he was like, listen, there's an opening on the morning show, mm -hmm. whoop de whoop, and I was like, I, don't, I ain't trying to do that. You know, I'm trying to do comedy. Right. You know, I ain't trying to do no radio. Mm -hmm. And he, he would talk to me every week. And then finally I was like, well, let me see. Mm -hmm. And once I did that radio one time, I was like, oh, yeah, this is it. This is it. Yeah. I can kill two birds with one stone. I get to talk to the people. Mm -hmm. I get to say what's on my mind. Mm -hmm. You know, I get to put my foot down in another city. Yeah. So eventually I moved here. I moved here in 97. That's when I was I was starting in radio in 97. Boy, I remember you. <laughs> we gonna get to that in a minute. Boy, I remember you. I was you. starting in radio in 97, and and um I don't remember this myself when you selling right. clothes and stuff, but I remember people talking about it. And you selling clothes and you selling <laughs> shoes. Trunk. What how, what was that about? I mean, and what was you moving? That was the hustle. That yeah. was back when Maurice Malone Ooh, the, had clothes. Yeah, out. yeah, and yeah. If you know anything about Detroit, Maurice Malone was big. Yeah. He was the cat that had the hip hop shop. Yeah. Where he would have the DJs and then the weekend in the clothing store. Yeah. And so he used to have gear. And so I would sell it, man. I would sell it out the out the chunk of. You had that car. varsity uh, stuff too, guys. That's when varsity. varsity. I got an endorsement with varsity. Yeah, cause varsity was popping, and I remember right. I, I remember seeing you and you used to rock that. Right. Yeah, he that's would, when yeah. I was ball cap every day. Yeah, you had a new the NY bars. fitted. Yeah, had a new, baby. I remember yeah. baby. Yeah. So so I was like I said I was a youngin in the game then. So like coming in, you know who I came up on. I came up on uh, the. Um, Eddie Owens, Artie yep. One Woman Party, yep. um, Nate Quick, of course, God rest his soul. Yes. And um, I, I remember you coming in the studio, like you used to come in the studio and used to bring the comedians on Tuesday. Yeah. 
And back then, I used to be in Nate's closet. Nate had a closet down in Concord. And I used to be in there like 90% of the show. He kept me away from from the studio because, yeah. you know, he was making me pay my dues. So I was in that closet. So I used to just kind of like peek in. Oh, I remember you. I used to peek in and listen to conversations, you know. I used to peek oh, in. I remember you. I used to have them tanks on your neck. <laughs> I used to be like, why you got them tanks? And you put no lips? For real? Or what? So, we got to talk about all that. Oh, okay. I'm on all you right, right now. I'm on you right, right now. All right, baby. So, so I used to see you. You used to always be where I'm at. You always spoke well, mm. like. Your the art your articulation is mm. always what drew me into you, like like people would say stuff and, and you would correct them but you would you would also educate them. Right. That's what drew me into Tone X and the Tone X Monica and then and then um you know me and Nate started doing the Comedy Zone because um I worked on Nate's show but Nate did the Comedy Zone yeah on Tuesdays yeah he was like the opening host yeah he would come out and warm up the crowd so he used to bring me with him. Yep. <laughs> He's been like that was the first stage I ever touched was the comedy zone. Right. As a as a as a host. Right. So he used to be like, bro, you know you want to bring me out. And I was like, what? He was like, trust me, man, you need to do this. People to get to know you. I was like, I trusted him. So I'm like, cool, I you know me now. I'll come out and do it. Right. And I remember like the first my first time on stage at the comedy zone, I got booed. And, and all I was doing was bringing that. It was like, you know that 10 o'clock, and it wasn't even the 8 o'clock show. Hey, we'll hear that. It was the 10 o'clock show. You know that 10 o'clock show at the Comedy Zone Tuesday was the hood. That's was when, crazy. That's when the hood, that's when the strippers came out right, right before they right. went to do their set. Right. That's when, um, that's when they, it was the hood in there. Yeah. So you had to talk to them a certain way. And Nate was cool. They knew Nate. They didn't know me. So when I came out, and I was like, I wasn't dry, but I was just kind of like, you know, I'm trying to feel my way. I'm like, hey, right. what's up? What's up, comedy right, zone? What's, what's going on? Man, who the fuck this nigga? Man, you get your post ass off stage. I'm like, oh, oh, that's what we're doing. So the next week I come back out there. Now I don't went to the North Charlotte Larry. Now, okay, that's oh, what so we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're doing. But you know what I mean? You you kind of told me you was like, bro, just take your time. Just yeah. just just be yourself, but take your time. That's all you got to do. And I kind of learned hosting by taking my time and filling the audience out because no matter what kind of hosting you do, you got to fill that audience out. So oh, I learned and, and I became good at it. Like people used to look for me and all I did was bring Nate out and do the drinking game. Yep. I used to bring Nate out and do the drinking game. I used to watch you. Yeah, I used to see you. I used, I used to, see to watch you, you from yeah. the back. Yeah, I used to see you. I used to be like, man, he crazy. <laughs> he crazy, man. But you, listen, you perfected your part. Yeah. Like you bringing Nate out yep. and you doing the drinking game, you kept on until you perfected that, and then people started looking forward to you doing that, mm -hmm. and that was enough. Yeah, that what held them right there. And the way that you did the drinking game, I used to be like, "That's dope." Yeah, yeah, we we still that's dope, time. baby. I miss I miss those Tuesday nights, and I I I know what you used to always say, "Freaky Tuesday." Freaky Tuesday. And I was like, man. but I don't know who that dude is doing Freaky Tuesday, but I want to be in there. Hey, listen, Freaky <laughs> Tuesday was the longest running urban comedy night in Charlotte history. Yeah, facts. Yeah, started right there on the Comedy Zone and Independence, and the way I got in mm -hmm. was Nate Smith, who is now Kevin now Hart's with manager. Kevin Hart, yeah. yeah, yeah. He he let me go on. Mm -hmm. And when I went up there, the first time I ever did the Comedy Zone, I got a standing ovation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, this is it. And Nate, because see, me and Nate had them Port City ties. Yeah, Nate and Smith. Yeah. Nate Quick. Oh, Nate. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Pops had that garage yeah, yeah, down, down, down Dawson yeah. Street. Down in Wilmington. Like, yeah. yeah. So I was yeah, like, yeah. listen, man, whoop the whoop. 
his family stayed next door to my father mm-hmm. down in Wilmington. So he was like, listen, why don't you come up and host mm-hmm. sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would, I think I would go like every other week or something, but then it turned into every week. Mm-hmm. And then Nate was like, look, man, go ahead and do it. The radio. The, the, the comedy song. Okay, okay. He was like, go ahead and do it. Like, you you be the host. Because, you know, they used to shuffle and rotate hosts. Yeah, that. every week. Nate would come out, do yeah. his thing, yeah. and then he'd bring, and they would shuffle. And he was like, man, look, ain't no need to shuffle. Yeah. You go ahead and do it. And I was like, what? Like, that was, when you talking about huge, like a big deal, mm-hmm. I was like, man, what? And then for it to be handed down to me, because I wasn't from Charlotte. Right, right. And then by Nate Quick, mm-hmm. which, that, which was a Charlotte legend, still listen, is a Charlotte man, legend. God, is. God rest his soul, Legendary Charlotte legend. Legendary status. You yeah. see what I mean? So I was like, oh man. Mm-hmm. And then that thing used to pop. It was man. it was the best. It was the best entertainment night, like you said, in the city, um, hands down. Tuesday night, we used to go to Comedy Zone, then we'd go to Champs. Right after that. Right down. Right, right down the walkway. Down the walkway. <laughs> and Champs used to be a whole. Another episode. <laughs> boy, lock went down to Champs, baby. Oh, boy. But them Tuesday nights at Champs. <laughs> Man, look. <laughs> I seen it all. I seen it all. I, I seen it all. I've ain't nothing we ain't see. I've seen people might not make it home. I've seen people throw up in cars. I've seen girls do some things for some change in I the see, bike. I've seen girls do some things for free. <laughs> you understand me? I see. Come on, man. It was something. That whole Tuesday night experience was something. And then you got celebrities in there. Yeah, man. The Hornets used to be in that deep. All of them. That's where my man Mason at. So, talk about, so Anthony Mason, um, you know he's played for the Charlotte Hornets. He's come out every Tuesday. And he used to have a whole back table. Yep. He had a whole back table. I'm moving right, so I'll get on, get on okay. the side. That's why I'm moving he, he, had, he, had, he had the whole back table, yeah. and it would be filled with tequila shots. At least he said, I came in one night, no lie, Anthony Mason had 100 tequila shots back then. 100. And was talking to his friends, punking them. You pussy boy, you going to break this. It, and you know when Mace talked, it was different. It would be tequila shots <laughs> and all kind of shots. It was human shots back then. <laughs> it was, boy, that corner, it was right beside the DJ booth. Right beside the DJ booth. That corner was a special corner, baby. It was always something going on in that corner. And you know, the people that sat in, sat back there, though, was like, not the elite of Charlotte, but they were somebody. Oh, yeah, money. You know what I mean? It was, yeah, it was the, you it just called it that. You it was, like, it was, the money table back money, there. Money section yeah, back there, but yeah. everybody back there got money, baby. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of that New York. Yeah. Energy back there, that yep. up top energy, yep. so you know how that was. Yeah, money, man, and good times too. Money and good times. So money and good times. You alluded to the fact that you know, what I mean, uh, BJ Murphy, who had the Breakfast Brothers Morning Show before mm-hmm. I took over. I took over for BJ when he yep. decided to move on and go to Dallas. You did. How did you and BJ even meet? For him to say, "Bro," because BJ didn't go out in club. BJ was BJ he was, was in the nation. He was in the nation, so he didn't go out in the club. So how did y'all meet for him to even off of in, that? Off of, off of the that, nation. I was studying Islam. Okay, okay. And me and BJ, I don't know when I first saw him. I believe I came, when I I came up to the station because I would do two. I would do the morning, and then I would do Nate in the afternoon. Yeah. On the Comedy Zone nights. Yes, on Tuesday nights. And from what I would do on the radio, 
with the morning show. Mm -hmm. That's what sparked the interest mm -hmm. about me even being a part of it. Mm -hmm. And me and him would talk, man. BJ talked to me, intense conversation. It's a school right now off of Sharon <laughs> Avenue. I can't think of the name of the school, but BJ told me to meet him at the school in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And he talked to me, man, for like an hour. I remember BJ saying, brother. You know that was his thing. Brother. 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 Brother, you got to do better, brother. He said, Listen. brother, if you come to Charlotte, brother, yeah. you can take it over, brother. Yeah. You can take it over, brother. It's here for you. sounded <laughs> like the minister. And I was like, yeah, okay. And the big thing was, I was an only child. Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to leave my mom, really. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We, gonna, we, we got, we got oh, to talk about your mom. On, she, was, she was very come special. On, and, so, and the relationship oh, you had was so man. beautiful. And I well, we'll came, talk about that in a minute. I came, though. I yeah. said, all right, yeah. I'm going to try it. And then once I got into it, it was a wrap. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. yeah radio, like, radio, is so, radio is so infectious. Like, it's it, it it's like that girl you want to catch, and when you catch her, it's your one, your like your favorite, favorite, favorite girl. And when you catch her, you gon' you gonna give her all the love you got. Yeah. Because it's like that. Like once once you got her, she in your soul, she in your spirit, and then that's all you yeah. want to do. That's all you want to be with. You right. And it's e it's not easy, but it becomes easy because it's something you love to do. Anything that you love to do. You never have to work another day in your life. Tone exisms. That's what they say, baby. Okay? <laughs> I call them tone exisms. That's what you used to say way back in the day. It used to be like, he got them exisms. <laughs> like, listen, tone always drop a jewel on you. And like I said, I took over for BJ Murphy after he decided to go to Dallas. But, you know, y'all had built something so strong in the city of Charlotte with the Breakfast Brothers Morning Show. Right. You, BJ, Lori Mack. Lori, Lori Mack is a part of that. Lori Mack. At first, and then JD came in. Sheila Stewart. Sheila Stewart. Rest in peace to her. Storm Johnson. Storm, rest in peace to him. Uh, incognito. We're going to stop saying these rest Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's your name? My Keith. name. What, what was the other next. one? The other uh, Keith. Now, he had left. That's oh, he the spot I really so took. So you took Keith's spot. Right. Because it, it was BJ and Keith first. Right. right. And then Keith left, and you took Keith's spot. Right. And okay. then it was the rest of the team, man. Incog used to DJ. Yeah. Incog was DJ and a producer. Man, that's yeah. how far that we go back. Yeah. I remember Incar used to DJ doing the mix in the morning. Yeah. And I was like, yo, because he was from Barbara Scotia. Yep. One of the only few. Right. <laughs> that made it through. If you go out there right now, you don't even you don't even know it exists. <laughs> hey, I told you we you gotta ask somebody show about it. Because I heard it ain't enough. You gotta ask somebody. <laughs> so that was Barbara Scotia and right over there. Right over there. Right, right over there. there. But he rapping hard though. Heavy. Yeah. I used to love going out there, man. Yeah. And the station Much was out in Concord then. Mm hmm Way past the speedway, across from the Kmart. Mm. You don't remember that, nephew. Come on, man. I used to drive. Down in that hill. I drove down there from 97 to 2000 because we didn't move into our new building, the same building that we're in now, until 2000. So I started interning late 96, early 97. And I, I had to drive to Concord. I used to leave class. I used to leave John C. Smith about 12, 1230. Yep. And I would be at the station from about 1 until 1. But the officers... Moved to South Kings Drive. Yeah, they was on South King Drive, but the station was, still, was out there yeah. in Concord. It was still in Concord. Yeah, it was still in Concord. Yeah, man. So when I got on the morning show, I, I got my feet wet. Mm -hmm. You remember, nephew, when I came on, that X, you remember, first of all, I came on, my thing was, I was the number one draft pick. You remember that? Yes, sir. And they had a mock draft. Yes. Like football. Y'all used to do the, the craziest bits. I used they to had it. a mock draft, baby. And I, <laughs> like, I, we, we was doing a draft like football. It was like the number one pick coming to Charlotte, WPEG, the morning show. 
It's Tone X. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we gave an acceptance speech the whole night. It was dope. And that X, yeah, because I came in the door mm-hmm. dropping information. Yeah. Dropping truth. You used to do your, your words from a soldier. Words from a soldier. Yeah. And one day they called me in the office. Andre was like, look. Andre was our boss at the yeah, time. He said, I love it. Him and Wayne Brown. I was, was our general manager at the time. Rest in peace to Rest him. Rest in peace to him, yeah. He was like, I love it. I love the concept, but the listeners, it might be a little harsh for some of our listeners, which yeah. meant the Caucasian listeners. <laughs> I knew what he was talking about. I was getting love. Hey, them calls to the office be hey. serious, though, don't they? Oh, they used to call you in the office and close the door like you was going to see the principal. Be like, oh. I could always tell when it was something, though, yeah. by how he come. Hey, Tone, when you get off the air, let me talk to you. Oh, yeah, I used to hate that. But why you going to come at 8 o'clock in the morning in the middle of my show? Now I'm thinking till 10, right. like, what the hell they finna say? Well, I knew what it was, so it wasn't no need for me to think. Oh, you already knew what it I was? Mean, come on. I was boy, and I could tell with by the episode I had dropped. I was like, "Oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna talk about that." Well, episode that they got you, they got your show, they got to when cut off. I started off. talking about the smart cars. I was talking about smart cars mm-hmm. in '97. The uh, and like the Mondo the cars. cars. What are they that? doing now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was talking about they going to a cashless society mm-hmm. and all of that. Woop, woop, New woop. World Order. Yeah, and they was like, "Listen, you is like is you on the radio talking about an Illuminati? Like you must be crazy." Yeah. And I was like, listen, I got research. I'm just dropping. Yeah, because you don't need. drop stuff out the air. Oh, you know, no. One thing about Tone, you read a lot. And I, and I tell people, like, people don't think I read, but I read too. Right. You know what I mean? So we don't just be pulling information. I ain't just pulling it out. Yeah, you, 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 it's, you read it somewhere. You done studied it. You done looked it up. I know what I'm talking about. I yeah. ain't going to lead you astray. Yeah. And they was like, well, we're going to have to pull the show. I said, pull the show. So he said, yeah, but come back with another version. A little more watered down. Because like, your thing right. was, I'm going to give it to you in your purest form, I'm like a, water. I'm going to break you it see, down. You see, I remember all this, I'm baby. I'm going to break it down listen. into its purest form, I'm like, like water, water, baby. So then I came back with Revolutionary Monday. Yeah. Remember that? Yep. That lasted a couple Mondays. <laughs> 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 that, la- that lasted. The revolution will not be televised. <laughs> they say, or on the radio. Oh, on the radio. <laughs> They called me back in the office again. They say, look. Oh, but them guys to be so They say, hey, it ain't working, Tone. They say, God dang, it ain't working. I said, all right, then. Well, you know, I'm going to just be funny. Since that's what y'all want me to do, I'm going to be funny. But I ain't going to be no buffoon. Yeah. I'm going to still give it to you. I'm just going to slide it in now and put a little laugh to it. Yeah, and that's one thing you used to say to that's me all the time. That's when them skits started coming. Yeah, them skits was crazy. We're gonna, um, but one thing you used to say to me all the time, you'd be like, nephew. It's one thing to be funny, but you got to give them something else. We call it entertainment. I know you, you, you like, nephew, you got a college degree. You made it out. You got to talk that talk. You got to talk a certain way, but you still got to give them something. Don't be a buffoon. And that stuff. Oh, not to go to Mike, baby. Yeah, I, not to go to Mike. You know how long it took us no. to get set up. <laughs> but no, nah, that, that stuck with me. So right. as I moved through my career, because I started out, I started out in overnights. You know what I mean? A lot of yeah. people don't. You might not remember that. No, I, I remember you. I started in there by yourself. In there by myself, overnights, and then I went from overnights to my own weekend slot. Then from there, I went with from uh, that to Nate's producer, then yeah. Nate's co-host, and then they was like, "Man, we got to get your own show." Then I got my own show, yeah. and then from there, now I'm on the morning. And so. don't nobody ask me, well, how did you know he was up at the station by himself if he was doing overnights? 
Don't ask me that. Oh, no, we ain't gonna reveal that on. Don't that. ask me that. I mean, we keep it a thousand. Don't but, ask, right? That's two thousand. But but um, I'm still married, so. Yeah, and I want to stay there. <laughs> you want to stay married? Oh, when I get old, I want to. <laughs> we don't need none of them phone calls and conversations, baby. You know, y'all be waiting to snitch. Come on. But you heard what they were talking about on the podcast. I used Tom to do said it he had forty holes out there. <laughs> Not forty. I mean, it's just God around, damn, just man. Oh, they take that and run with it. <laughs> we believe that Tom was wild when he first got Whoa. here. I used to do a lot of production. I used to do my production yeah, at night. At night, because it, nobody's there, nobody bothers you. And it's I, quiet. I do my production at night. See now. how they laughing? Yeah, now, and I'm telling you facts. But, it's true, but that's the kind of that's the kind of people right there yeah. that get you locked up in court. <laughs> <laughs> get but you I, locked up. A lot of people don't uh, they don't know when you're, you. You're able to get in your own space at night because right. nobody's in there. And that's when you create magic sometimes, especially Very when it comes so. to commercials. Because I've done my craziest commercials at night by myself. The later, the better. Yeah. The Ain't later, nobody the better. I remember we used to leave the club. Yep. And go to the studio at yep. the station and do production. And it my wife be like, uh, she's my girlfriend then. But damn, you was up there at 6 o'clock in the morning? But you just don't know. Oh, yeah, I've been through all that. <laughs> I had to take that these ideas check, through. That time check is something. <laughs> <laughs> Them time checks used to be something special. Yeah, I don't it know. take you that long to get from the car? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, because I fell asleep three right. times in the studio. Well, I didn't just leave after the club. I was in the parking lot talking. <laughs> and then I went up there to do the production. And that, then No Limit was up there. That, that was due tomorrow. So we talking again. Because if, if you don't turn that production in, boy, you can't oh, play man. with I got a saying, don't play with them white folk money. You still I don't, say that. I do, because it, no matter what you do, what job you work for, you cannot play with them white folk they gonna money. They ain't going to let you do it. No, they because that's that's the that's your first ticket out of there. You you cost them some money. Oh, you gone. They gonna cost. They gonna cost you your ass. Corporate America is all about numbers. You're right. It's the what have you done for me lately mentality. Don't ever get it twisted. Yep. No matter how long you've been working at corporate America, it's still temporary. Because mm -hmm. at any time they could come in there and tell you for whatever reason, hey, we changing directions. Yep. And you got the four o'clock to empty out your space. That's why nephew tell you. I never was one of them cats who wanted an office. I never was one of them cats that decorated office pictures. I got a backpack. Whatever I can get in my backpack, that's it. So if you ever come in there and tell me, hey, Tone, we appreciate what you did for the company. All right, take me about three minutes. Oh, no, I'm taking some shit with me, and though. I'm clean. I, I, tell Bill, I tell Bill right what now. What you going to take? It's something. I gave too much. I, well, I gotta say, I gave y'all 30 years. I done gave y'all 20 you years. Take, I'm taking some shit you with better, me, You better take that damn picture <laughs> off the wall in the hallway I'm and taking, call it a day. I guarantee you I'm taking some shit with me when I leave. They might not know it, but it's going to be missing. I'm going to take all the paper. <laughs> That you use it to copy. You won't be copying shit hey, when I leave because I'm taking 12 <coughs> boxes of paper hey, out of there. You know, you know, as you get deeper and deeper to the game, you know the day coming. You know it's coming. But I guarantee if they don't do it the right way, I'm taking some shit with me. That's why you always have to understand if you don't own it, you yeah. can't run it. Right. And it's business. It's not most, I ain't going to say it's never personal, but 90% of the time it's you never personal. You know the personal. saying? Yeah. There is no personal in business. Right. So that's cool. Nah, but sometimes it's shit personal. Because well, it's, uh, you it's know, some stuff that's done went well, down. You, yeah, very I, personal. I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. You don't let it get to that, though, but I've seen it. Yeah. Because that's the worst kind of business. It is. It is. Because now emotions come into play. And yeah. you can't make sound business moves, decisions, or judgments based off emotion. Right. You can't do it. Yeah. So, you know, you know, keep it in the road. But like Nephew said, something going in that backpack. Oh, yeah, I'm taking something with me. 
something going in that backpack. A couple of microphones. Yeah, something. I'm letting them know now. Yeah, I'm telling them so now. So it ain't no, uh, oh, well, he said that. Yeah. I might take that Beasley sign. <laughs> you know what? That would look good right. in my backyard. In the front of my crib. <laughs> right there. <laughs> they going to be like, boy, uh, They're <laughs> like, damn, how you get that? <laughs> I told him. I, I told him what was going on. I've been <laughs> plotting on that for a year. <laughs> now, I went on YouTube. How to dismantle? How to dismantle lighted signs? <laughs> we live. Let me talk the podcast. It's no limit, Larry. Got my uncle Tone X. Just the podcast where we keep it a thousand because a hundred ain't enough. Uncle, you came into the game '97. Mm-hmm. Um, jumped on the morning show. Y'all killed the morning show for years and years. Twelve years and one morning show, man. Twelve years and one morning show, which is phenomenal work. Um, you changed the game when you came in, though. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna get before we get to me and, and you because before let, I'm gonna just tell the people before we. Before I actually got to the morning show, I like I saw Tone, but it was in passing. Like right. a lot of times, you work in the company, you only see people in passing. Because I worked in the afternoon. I used to see you sometimes in the afternoon when I worked with Nate. But then when I worked at night, I had all my I had all my I had all my friends around me. So I really didn't associate with too many people at the station. It was it was me. No, you didn't. Nate, Eddie, Artie. You, you, but you was you much. was in the morning, so I didn't really get to I see you like that. Yeah, you was in and out. The morning show was always yeah in the hallway. So it, and then plus I had all my homies around. Trills, uh, my boy Mac. That's how I met all them. Yeah, my boy Trill, my boy you. Mac. <laughs> I said, who was this? My boy this Mike, my boy Corey. Mic. You know what I mean? My boy Zorro. We was deep. Like we was north. Like everywhere I went. I, I said, no, Lemon got goons up in the studio. <laughs> and I'm not I'm, going up in there because I feel comfortable. I think I was the only person at that time with at least 15 to 20 people in the studio every time I worked. Yeah, you, yeah. I had a lot yeah. of people around me. and But all those people were my friends. And they still, most, all of them are still my friends today. Still are. Yes, but it, it's just like we, we all grew up and... We just started, you know, raising families and moving in different directions. But we all keep we all keep in touch. We all we treat each other like like family, family because that's what it was. And I remember one time you saying to me, nephew, but well, you got a lot of people around you. You got to be careful though, because everybody ain't meant to be around you. And you and Tone would say stuff to you and look at you and keep it pushing. That's how Tone do. Like you know what I mean, Tone. Hey, but let me holler at you real quick. <laughs> Say something to you and keep it pushing. And be and, done with it. And that was that was at the time when I didn't really like. I said I really I knew Tone, but I didn't know Tone. Now you fast forward to when BJ left. Uh, before I get to when BJ left though, let's talk about. I told you this is the show we keep it a thousand because yeah, I heard enough. <laughs> but let's talk about was there any riffs on the morning show when you was on there with oh, BJ and that? We ain't gonna and talk about that, all. Yeah, yeah, you gotta talk because we're like I tell people it's like family, so you go females, through stuff. Females cackling. Yeah. Females cackling. Yeah. Um, man, one of the hardest things is damn room of females getting along. Yeah. And you trying to you can't pick sides. No, because then you you wrong you know, either way. And you a part of the family, so so tell us about one incident. Not when I was there, but it happened when you was you BJ, uh, Lori, JD came with BJ too. Yep. Eventually, tell us about an incident. JD and Sheila Stewart. That was when I was there. Oh, it happened before I got there. When um, Lori Mack and Sheila Stewart. Oh no, tell me about that one. Oh, that was. So Lori Mack was BJ's co-host for y'all who, who who's listening. And she was sensitive. Yeah. So you really couldn't say, like you couldn't be harsh. But she talked so much shit on the radio, though. On the radio. Yeah. But when the mics go off, she was sensitive and yeah. she was headstrong. Yeah. And she liked to do stuff her way. Mm-hmm. And, 
and Sheila was the same way, man. It was the same way. And you would clash mm-hmm. because of a lack of compromise. Mm-hmm. This this how I'm doing it. This is what I do. This is my segment. Mm-hmm. But this is how I'm doing it. This is what I do. And when she turned into the producer, when Lord Matt turned to the producer. Yep. Oh! Because the producer run the show. Run it! They, like, most... Like, when you have a producer for your show, they set the show up. They usually, they pick the topics. They tell you how long to stay on the topic. Um, so, they basically run the show. But it, it it all got worked out. Yeah. The thing about females is females have a tendency to work things out. Sometimes. Faster or better than, than guys. And guys, we hold great. I don't know, because uh, we, we'll well, talk. It, well, it, it, it depends on, depend on what it is, though. Yeah, okay. Because okay. females caddy. Yeah. That's the thing, and yeah. petty. Petty. So it might be something that you're wearing. And then I don't know why she wore that. She wore that Monday. <laughs> why she got oh, that? That is real shit, though. Y'all why, she real got, shit. why she got that on? <laughs> she got that same shit on again Friday that she wore Monday. Well, she, she know, she know she we going. Nobody go see it. Well, she know we going to a school. Why she got that little ass dress on? <laughs> We going to a school. You got your titties hanging got out. Her ass showing in front of all these kids at the middle school. <laughs> No, these little boys gonna say something. No, they gonna try to holler. <laughs> you the one for the radio? Like you can't even bend over. You can't even sit down. You got to stand up the whole assembly. Don't sit down. And then Them little yeah, boys yeah. looking at you. You know the biggest thing is though when when you got two headstrong females and both of them got different point of views. That's that's the biggest thing. But you know, working it's fun it, though. It it is fun. It's, it's it help like, you grow too. Yeah. But it's fun though, man. And we sit back and watch it. Cause that was my thing. Yeah. I ain't want to get no riff with you, cause it wasn't gonna go well. Yeah. It wasn't cause nephew had goons. <laughs> but ask ask nephew what he seen me around. You ain't never the nation. I mean you. you. Uh, see, uh, I, you I, came I, I be with the nation. Scream, I be wanting to scream FOI <laughs> and shut the uh, building down. I had the nation. I had them goons. But I had them. I'm gonna make a phone call. <laughs> And this thing gonna get different in about twenty minutes. So speaking of the nation, uh, what made you like? When did you know you wanted to join the nation, and what made you tap in and, and go that direction? The discipline. Mm-hmm. The discipline, um, man. When Cause you're military man, right? When, yeah. Okay. Army, um, engineer. When I would see, when I would hear Farrakhan speak, I remember telling my mom one day, "Man, I want to talk like him." Mm. It was, and I was like, "Man, he ain't afraid to say." What he want to say, he speak truth to power. Mm-hmm. I want to be like that. And then the discipline, man, the, the brothers on the corner and the suits and all of that. You know, it's bigger than just bow ties and bean pies. It's a discipline. It's a, it's a code of honor, code of ethics. It's about building. Each one teach one, helping the community. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wanted to be a part of all that. And I would say I'm closely affiliated with the nation. Mm-hmm. I study Islam. So I'm like Malcolm after he came back from Mecca. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I embrace that, man. I, and, and sometimes that can, that can get you in trouble. Because I remember one day they called me in the office again. <laughs> they were like, you saying Farrakhan too much. Really? Yeah. Nephew, I've been through all that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were like, you saying Farrakhan too much. Like, and we don't mind. We get it. But, you know, it sounded like an endorsement and so on. So, nephew, they called me in the office and told me, why do you shout out the brothers on lockdown? I remember that. I remember that. I wasn't there for the conversation, but I remember, you know, you know, nothing is secret in radio. And I was nothing like, is secret what? in radio. So they brothers ain't listen. You ever been locked up? Right. They was like, no. Well, I guarantee you, 
if you ever get locked up, you want somebody to remember you. That's what they got. And they listening. Mm-hmm. So what's wrong with giving them a shout out? Well, they say you blowing them up like they celebrities. Yeah, cause they. I remember. What? I remember that stance was, well, they committed a crime, so wait, they you might have the families that remember that do this and that do that. So yeah, so. So tell the families, cause that was back then. I said, tell them send an email. Yeah. Cause that's what I used to get. I used to get them emails. But boy, <laughs> look, I would never see them, cause they would they would send emails on me straight to the manager. Man, that's where mine go. <laughs> they call oh, me. Nah, that's where mine go. They call me and they say, we got an email about you. Yeah. I'd be like, what? What they say? Well, you know, Tone, did you did, the other day? Did you do this bit about TD Jakes? I was like, yeah, I did that, and it was funny. They went, they didn't like it. it was funny oh as my hell. god! Well, they didn't like it. Some of his, <laughs> some of the people that like him calling. Man, all right then. I'm a comedian though. You know that, yeah, right? yeah. And that I'm was a comedian. That's what you brought. That's what you brought to the table. So, but you know, sometimes, man, them, them, them corporate emails, and sometimes people can't take a joke. Like a lot of times, like corporate man, he's so tight, man. Like a lot of times, like they don't know, like I, I, I and they don't know you, right? But but they they know, like it's not serious, like it's not that serious. They know but we ain't trying to do that intentionally. Yeah, yeah, it's not intentional. But you know, they still send them emails, and we still got to go sit in that office. I we still got still get some. You probably do. I know I still, get them. I still get them. I still get them. Oh, the madhouse. Man the madhouse. We stay in trouble. <laughs> oh, I can listen to y'all yeah. tell when y'all gonna get one. <laughs> I, I, stay- I listen to the madhouse now. Yeah, but I, I boss and now. I can say to myself, yeah, that one right there. That ain't gonna go over. They can't get ready. <laughs> he gonna somebody talk about that while they're mad. That one right there. <laughs> That one right there. <laughs> yeah. Man, we all here with Tone next. Let me talk the podcast. It's no limit, Larry. We keep it a thousand calls. I love this. A hundred ain't enough, I'm man. So we just you invited me on this podcast. We just man. I'm talking to my uncle, man. So we go fast forward because we me and Uncle talk all night. I'm right. telling you, this could be this an eight hour be, podcast. It easy three. <laughs> but for real. But nothing. And married people like to get out the house. <laughs> so you know I ain't in no hurry to go home. No. So way. real quick, speaking of being married. Podcast be took how, how did you and your wife Yolanda meet and how did you know? But this one right here, I'm locking it down with. We met at the comedy zone. Okay. She was going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I used to hang out in the hallway at the bathroom. That's where I used to catch them. Right there by the men and the female bathroom by the kitchen. Yep. Boy, that was the stroll right there. Yeah. And she had on some brown pants, brown boots, and a sweater. And her walk, I was like, God damn. I was like, who is that? And they was like, that's Yogi. Yeah, that was her nickname. Like, Yogi. Like, she did hair, right? Yeah. They like, she liked that money. Oh. I was like, oh, really? So, okay then. So I gave a note to Anthony Mason. Mm-hmm. And the note said, cut through the kitchen and meet me at my truck after the show. And I told Anthony, I said, yo, because she was on that back row with them. And I told all her girlfriends, I was like, yo, give this to old girl. And Anthony Mays, I'll never forget. He's like, what the, the hell you want to give her a note for? And I was like, man, just give her the note. So I said to myself, if she come through this kitchen and come outside and talk to me, it's over. It's over if she do this right here. That's a smooth and I was move, at my that's truck. a smooth move. I was at my truck, and I turned around, and she was right there. And she was like, um, you sent me a note. You wanted me to come out here? And that's when I started talking to her. And I thought she was a stripper. 
So I asked her, I said, where do you dance? Where to make a first impression, so huh? Hey, where do you dance so I can come see you? Yeah, I can support because you. Because she had a little BMW. Yeah. I said, yeah, I, said, I just want to come see you. She's like, I don't dance. I got to do hair. I said, you might do hair in the daytime. <laughs> but at night. But at night. You shaking that ass. Where you at? <laughs> so I can come make it rain on you. Goddamn. She was like, I don't think, like, this ain't going to work. I don't like you. Yeah. I was like, oh, mama, give it time. Give it time. Yeah. Give it time. And um, that was it. Started rolling. And I used to do Charlotte on Tuesday night. And Wednesday night, I used to host up in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. And coming zone. zone up yep. there? Yeah. So I asked, I said, you want to ride up to Greensboro with me? She was like, yeah. I said, man, you, it's, you don't know what you're getting into. If you get your ass in this car and ride up 85 with me there and back, mama, you in trouble. Because the talk game... You in trouble. Talk game on, 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 on magnified. Nobody talking what? like I'm about to what? in your ear. I know it. I know it. The next best thing, this conversation that your daddy used to give me. <laughs> you, you don't want this. <laughs> and so after that, man, that was it. And then I was like, oh, what did I get into? Yeah. Then it went to what did I get into? Right. Then I went like my daddy. Like I'm trying to shake her. Yeah. See, if I can shake her, let me do something where she going to leave me alone. She she wouldn't. Yeah. And then um How long y'all been riding it out together? Huh? Twenty three years. Twenty three years. Got that Michael Jordan. Then what's up? That twenty three, man, thirteen October. No, September. Let yep. me get that together for Please get that. Please get together, that together up. For my phone start buzzing up here. Please get that together up. September, you see mine going up. I can't even check it. Right the anniversary, but um I can't complain about it, man. Yeah. It's uh it's been a beautiful thing. Uh the minister says you always try to work it out first. With the woman who grants you children. That makes sense. Because that's a blessing and a gift from God. And all women can't and won't do that for you or with you. Mm-hmm. And then if it doesn't work. Then you move on. You move on. But you give it a gallant effort because you don't want to mess up the relationship mm-hmm. that can manifest between her and your children. That makes sense. So when she told me she was pregnant, I was like, oh. And she thought she she was timid to tell me because she thought I was going to be like what well you know where we going <laughs> right there, we, we call it smoothie king <laughs> my homeboys call it smoothie right king that Carl Holcomb Holcomb said I was out in front <laughs> I was out in front of the clinic and I had baby clothes I had t-shirts that said I almost made it <laughs> <laughs> He said, yeah, I had, in the clinic, I had teachers say I almost made it. He said, I picked, he said, I went to the clinic and got in the car. And I was playing, I had picked up a girl, I was playing 50 Cent. And she got in the car talking about, man, I don't want to hear all that after what I went through. Cut all that damn gangster rap off. And Corey Hogan said, he looked at it and said, what? You the only killer in the car. I love Corey Hogan. Man, Corey, hey, listen, man. Corey, fun as hell. I don't give a damn what y'all say. Corey, fun as hell. But, hey, but I I was the opposite. I was like, oh, yeah. for real? Yeah. I was like, all right, watch what I do. That's dope. And I went and told my mom. Yeah. And I never forget, though, her parents came down to Charlotte, right, mm-hmm. to meet Because her parents are Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. I, I know because my parents are Jehovah's I mean, my mom is Jehovah's Witness. We ain't going to talk about that. I mean, you know, I told her, I, I, I said, don't put no watchtowers. 
Why you? <laughs> but you know, the thing about it is, man, like I, I, I think, what, I think what people, but they're so engulfed in their religion, though. You gotta, yeah, you, you gotta give respect. You gotta, for you gotta respect them. Yeah, they definitely. But I wouldn't be religion. just like they say. I wouldn't be standing on the corner, ninety degrees, no suit, no bow tie. Yeah. Well, I ain't gonna knock on nobody though. I don't know either with no little pamphlet. Yeah. Okay. They go hard with. Look like a. I told you a lot of what time that damn watchtower. Look like a a traveling pamphlet. It looked like look like you going to the Bahamas on the front. Don't Tell do that. Huh? She said. Don't do that. Huh? She said that's Don't paradise. I said, well, paradise look like the Bahamas. <laughs> look like you staying in Atlantis, boy. Don't do that, man. My mama out there slanging them white stuff right about, now. Huh? We talking about that shit. Uh-uh. <laughs> I told you a lot of what day. I said, why y'all don't why y'all don't have updated watchtowers? Goddamn watchtower from two thousand nine. It's 2015. Why y'all got the? I see why they free. Cause they ain't updated. <laughs> this used to talk junk about the uh, final call. Like, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, the final call. Cause that's gonna get us in separate bedrooms. <laughs> if you say somebody that got that final call. Oh no, you can't talk about the watchdog. <laughs> I told her one time. I said, I said Serena Williams is over with. Why y'all don't put her on the front of the watchtower? That bitch was sell out. You understand me? Y'all wouldn't have right. none of them. In the goddamn but right. Whatever it takes to get the word. What? Whatever it takes to get the word. Prince on the front. A lot of people don't, ass out. I don't think a lot of people realize how many people in this music industry have or still practice Jehovah's Witness. Oh, yeah. And like I tell her, it's, I, used to, I still do this material on stage. Yeah. How you got a Muslim and a Jehovah's Witness in the same house. I used to say, my son's confused. Because they be coming up to you. To my assalamu alaikum in the name of Jehovah. I be like, get your confused ass back in the house. Now you got to you got to pick a side. You know, he got found a call in the left hand and, and a right watchdog in the right to about what you want. Get your ass back in the house. We but, ain't making no money. But in both of them, the information is good information. Listen, and I don't knock it. I don't I don't knock it. Her father, yeah. my father in law is one of the most positive people on yeah. the planet. Yeah. And I learned a lot from him. But when I first met her parents, mm-hmm. let me tell you how the conversation started off. Woot the woot the woot. Well, if you ain't gonna take care of our daughter, she can always come back to Atlanta. I say, well, nice to meet you too. <laughs> a pleasure. <laughs> a pleasure to meet you. My name is Tone. God yeah. dang. That's how we start now. That'll say you ain't taking care of it. You ain't taking care of my daughter. She can come on back to Atlanta. Daddy had a little money. Yeah. Had to respect it. Yeah. You know, but I was like, you ain't gotta worry about that. You gotta. This is what this is what I do. Yeah. You know. And then they ain't wanna hear nothing about that ex. It was hardcore witnesses. Yeah. So that was a clash. Right? Yeah. They didn't want to hear nothing. I told you, I told you, Lon, don't say nothing about Muslim at this dinner. Leave that out. And we'll talk about that later. In about 10 years. <laughs> it's going to take 10 years for me to ease that on. You can't do that now. I remember it was a family reunion, and her brothers cornered me. It was in D.C. They Jehovah's Witness who? Well, they, well, you know. Oh, they they Jehovah's Witness Reserves. Yeah, yeah, I guess. One weekend out the month. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks out the year. Yeah, I, I understand. But trust me, I understand. They like, look, when you gonna marry our sister? I said, man, let me tell you something. <laughs> From the outside looking in, mm-hmm. I'm the last hope for your parents. I said, you sir, got married. What happened? He said, divorce. I said, you sir, got married. What happened? He said, divorce. I said, so I don't know why you pressing me. Yeah. Because I'm the last one to bring a championship <laughs> to this organization. You understand? Y'all got some MVP banners, but you ain't got no rings. <laughs> you done lost them rings. I'm bringing bring, bring rings up in here. And then about three years later, bam. And every time I see him, that's the running joke. I be like, what I tell you? Yeah, I got you. 
what I tell you. So, <clears throat> live with Tone X, man. Let me talk to the podcast. No living Larry, my uncle Tone X tonight on the podcast. You know, we 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 just traveling down memory lane Shopping through different up, different situations. So fast forward, boom. Like I said, when I first got to the station, I really didn't know Tone, but I was grinding. Like I was really putting the work in. Yeah, that boy was me, me and my squad, my team, shout out to them. We was really putting the work in. And then I ended up on Nate's show. And that's when I really, really started to uh, meet Tone and talk to Tone because he used to come up on Tuesday, so I was a part of I was a part mm -hmm. of Nate's show, mm -hmm. and uh, he's the brain of comedians. I used to go up. Was you there that day? I went in on a comedian. He wanted to fight. Yep. Uh, the, what's his name? Tommy Too Small or something mm -hmm. like that. Tommy so, Tone. so, so what happened was like the comedian. Like I got jokes. I ain't no comedian. But I got a joke. You want to play the dozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's can what do. you want. That's do. what we did in house. You would find something yeah, on a comedian, oh, yeah. and oh, I'd yeah. be like, "Oh, here they go." Cause I used I to, I'd be like, "Uh oh." I used to make a man. Yeah, and but Nate used to tell me, "Boy, go at the comedians because it's good radio. Because they right. gonna come back at you. We go at them. We go up there. People like to laugh at us. Everybody couldn't take it. And but everybody couldn't take it. So this is a comedian. He had one tooth, and boy, he came at me, and I was, I'm fresh in radio. I ain't got no rules. I started going back at him, man. He walked out of the studio. He wanted to, he was like, man, I'll smack him. Smack who? What you want? Whoa. I was, and back then, I was a young hothead. Like, I, I was go mode. I'm a, you was then with them goons. <laughs> I'm told who he going to smack. goon etiquette. I took him in the hallway. Yeah, Tone I took said, him in the hallway. This is what you're not going to do. You ain't going to do nothing to my nephew. Yeah. Because it's all for the sake of comedy. And you a comedian. So you come back, or either you let it go. But you ain't, ain't, ain't gonna be none of that. Well, your man, man your man too. I ain't leaving nothing out on the podcast. He shouldn't. Huh? Have, he shouldn't have, yeah, yeah, he should have. Your, your man too used to be mad at me. Who? Your co-host, Chris Funny Man. I used to okay. go at him too. I, like I said, bro. Look, I used to have my Nate. Because Chris was laid back, and he yeah, wasn't, and he didn't he really never joke. Really that no, wasn't his thing. And and and, and we, we had a talk later on, and he was like, look, and he pulled me to the side. He was like, look, that ain't my thing. Y'all so cool now. Yeah, yeah, we cool as hell now. But when we first started, it was rough because when you came on, me and Nate showed on, on Tuesday. No you limit, did that to everybody. Though. I did it to everybody. And I went at Chris, and Chris was like, damn, my wife is looking. He don't like me. And it wasn't that. It was just for radio, and that's what Nate told me to do. So I was following instructions. But like I said, and we nephew, cool now. you know, I turn them loose. Yeah. I'd be like, yo, yo, don't look over here. Oh, yeah. He'd be, like, Get him him. I'd be like, boy, jump on him, nephew, if his shirt too small. Yeah. He knew not to wear that up here. <laughs> Ice bag. It go down. I used to wait. Female like, comedians, it ain't matter. But that's how I kind of built, like, my thing in the afternoon with Nate is was, was from y'all coming up on Tuesday. And Nate would have jokes, but he would run out. And my mouth, I just never stopped. Because that's what we did. And I'm coming fresh out of college, high school. Man, No Limit was that, street action. And, and yeah, that's what it was. I street just was action. at it. In the studio, street action. <laughs> and I, I remember talking to No Limit. And I would always tell No Limit. And he'll tell you if I'm lying. I would always tell No Limit, man, slow down. Yep. You just always say that. Slow down, nephew. Yep. Slow down, man. You ain't going to miss nothing. Yep. Slow down. Think it through. Think it through. I'd hit him on the back like this. Sometimes. Yep. That was my thing. I say, think it through. Walk on and, and be yep. gone and be done with it. I remember. How about this though? Do you remember when it was time for me to go? Yep. Let's talk. Okay, so let's. Okay, let's you do that. Let's, no, 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 no. We I'm about to tell you what I told you in that hallway. Yeah, yeah. No, and when I told you in the office. I boy, that thing. Listen. That so thing okay, so let me. let me set it up there. So what happened was so uh, boom. Give me a handkerchief so, right now. So two thousand. So two thousand four. That's when I took February two thousand four. That's when I took over the morning show. Yeah. B J Murphy was um moving on to Dallas. He was going to a bigger market. 
And I was surprised. I was actually at the end of my – it's just like basketball. I'm at the end of my contract at night, mm-hmm. and um, I'm waiting on a new contract. And I actually – a lot of people don't know I had signed to go to – I was not signed, but I was talking to Orlando. I had talked to Columbia first, the, the big DM, yeah. and I had talked to a station in Orlando. Yep, and they was like – Orlando was really interested, but the big DM was more interested. Mm-hmm. And back then, I didn't know – like market size and and how that came into play. You just want to do radio. I just want to do, and I wanted that bag because I yeah, I knew what y'all were getting. I yeah. knew I see what you was pushing up. Stop. I'm just saying. Don't like we keep it a thousand. Up. I was the first one in Charlotte. With I was pulling up with that Porsche Cayenne. I'm like, well, what's that? I can't even pronounce it at the time. What is that Cayenne? What is that? And uh, uh, Uncle correct you on the car now. He be like, boy, them German girls move something different. Oh, I be like, what? Boy. But that thing was so party. I'm driving old beat up Camry, uh, then a beat up Mazda. I'm like, hey, no, I'm gonna get Chinado. Yeah, I mean, we gonna get that to that in a minute. Car lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? That damn car show. So, so I'm like, man, I want to do that. So I'm at the end of my contract at night, and um, talked. I had talked to Orlando, and I had talked to Columbia. When boom, I get called. I get one of the calls in the office. I'm like, oh shit, what I done did? I guess they finna go on here and let me go. I'm glad I got something set up. So, shout out to Terry Avery, Miss T. And they had been acting weird. Like they had been acting real weird. Like. You know what I mean? He had been re- acting real weird. He was like, boy, something coming. I'm, you know, when Nate say something coming, you don't right, know you got, what it yeah, is. But, you, you but he wouldn't that. tell me. And he knew the whole time that they was going to offer me this position on the morning. He knew the whole time, but he never told me. Right. So, boom, I go in the office. Miss T's sitting there. And she was like, um, I know we've been talking about your contract at night. Because we had, had conversations. And she said, I, I know you, you, you know, you want to kind of, you know, you want to kind of move up in the ranks. She was like, um, she said, I've been watching you at night. And she said, I want to offer you something, and I just want to know if you are willing for uh, to take on a challenge because it's definitely a challenge. She was like, it's literally night and day. So I said, okay, uh, what are we talking about? She said, well, we want you to take over the morning show. And I was like, oh, oh. I was like, oh, boy. take over? Oh, she was boy. like, yeah. She was like, You're gonna, we're going to put you in the lead chair. You're going to be, it's going to be your show, however you want to set it up. We want We want some new energy in the morning. And she was like, I really think you're my guy for this. She was like, I'm going to tell you right now, I done went through hell for this. She was like, because them people in the other office don't really believe you can do it. But they're going to give me a chance to hang myself. And she said, don't make me hang myself. And I said, if you give me that shot, I'm going to put everything I got into it, whatever it take. I don't care if I got to be up here 24 hours, whatever it take. And she said, okay. I said, I was like, so when we talking? This was a Thursday. She said, shit, how about Monday? I said, Monday? Right. Like, so I got three days, four days to prepare. To get yourself together. She said, yeah. She said, just, she was like, bring your, your the energy you got tonight and you're going to be okay. Man, I was scared as hell. So I'm like, so then I, I, so Nate, I come out to meet Nate looking crazy. He smiled. He was like, what they say? What they say? And then I said, you knew about that, didn't you? He just started laughing. He like, shout out, boy, you about to get in the morning. Show, shout out. And he, he kind of, he, he sat me down and broke it down and talked to me. And he was like, bro, this is, this is a big step. He was like, you can't mess this up, bro. I was like, big deal. I was like, bro, what you mean? He was like, bro, you just can't mess it up. He was like, you, you, you got a lot of things going on. You in the club six nights a week. You ain't gonna be able to do all that. Boy, living. I'm like, bro, listen, I can do. I do. I do. He like, bro, you ain't gonna be. He was like, bro, I took over the morning show before, and I wasn't able to do it because I, I couldn't balance the time. That commitment too. Yeah, he said, bro, you gonna have to. You can do it. He was like, but you gonna have to really get in there and do it. So boom, come that Monday. I'm nervous as hell because, like I said, I knew Tone, but I didn't know Tone. I, I knew JD, 
but I didn't know JD either. So I, I walk in as me, Tone. Ty was still there at the time because Ty hadn't left yet with BJ. Right, and Sheila was still there because she hadn't left yet. So we get in there, we have a conversation. They looking at me like, who's this young nigga? So, Tone, what was your first impression when I came in there that, that, that the first couple of days and first said, couple man, weeks? Man, look, he bringing all that street mm -hmm. goonism <laughs> right up here on the radio. He, hip hop shot and no limit. <laughs> I'm like, man, slow down, nephew. You got to slow down. I told him, I said, listen. However you want to do it, mm -hmm. it's your joint. I'm here for the structure. Exactly what he, and you called me, you, you said, let's go to lunch. That yeah. was your thing. With me and you go to lunch, and I'm going to tell you. I said, I'm here for the structure. Mm -hmm. So however you want to do it, it's cool with me, but I ain't going to let the boat sink because you need some direction. I'm a GPS for you. Mm -hmm. You just tell me where you're trying to go, and I'm going to make sure we're on the right route. But I'm, I'm going to let you do it, and I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. This one I'm going to bring. Whoop the whoop the whoop, and you incorporate that, and nephew let me do my thing, and and it, that's that's how it was. We built a award winning show. Me, JD, um, um, Church Boy came on. Church Boy came on. He became our producer. We built a award winning show. We had wonderful times together, and uh, me and Uncle just we we that's when we built our bond in the morning. We would we would go out to breakfast. We would talk. We would uh we would go to so many schools. Boy, we would talk on the way oh, to school. Man. We would we would piggyback talking to the kids at school. Me, Tone, JD, and we was just we was just having fun. We Did used we? to wear out the original pancake house. Yep, yep. Because it was right up the <laughs> right street. right up the street. Yep. We used to tell that. So the down. original pancake is like now with the midnight. It's not where the midnight diner is, but it's equates to what the midnight diner is now. Yeah. Like that's how much we went there, and we went there, and we we talked, and we built a relationship, and then from there we just basically became became uncle nephew. And cats used to hate; they used to hate like the bond that me and Tone had. They was like, "Yo," they would say, "Tone said this." Okay, it's cool. Tone, what's up with the big dog? We that's you're not breaking it up. So we used to sit down. We used to have real like Tone used to sit down and have real conversations with me about life. And about being a not being a radio personality, about being a man. Mm -hmm. Like I watched Tone raise his son, which first it was Justin, then it became London. Mm -hmm. But I watched him. I watched him be a father. I watched him grow and become a and become a husband. And we used to just sit down and have real, real life conversations. Whether I did something wrong, Tone to pick up that phone. And Tone is a person that's gonna call you. He ain't gonna text you. He'll text you. But Tone want to hear your voice. He want to talk to you. Yeah. And it might go from 30 minutes to six hours. But Boy, Tone listen, gonna talk to you. Listen, No Limit used to say, man, like, I used to be like, pick the phone up. Don't act like you don't see me calling yep. on the phone. Because No Limit thing was like, I'm getting ready to talk. I'm gonna talk. And I'd be like, if I got something to say, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna get it out. Yeah. You're gonna appreciate it, though. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get it out. We look up on that phone. We've been on the phone an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. But it was well needed, cause I always told him I ain't gonna steal you wrong. I ain't, I remember telling him that day. I said, listen, they 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 trying to get me to go, mm -hmm. but I ain't gonna go, cause I can't leave you until I know that you're good on your own. So I can't leave you. I got I got a mission, and I told you mm -hmm. when you first got here that you that's how it was gonna be. You said you had my back. And I got a mission I got to finish, and it's you. And when I see that you ready 100% on your own, then I can slide up out of here. 
And that's, that's when the time came and it was time for me to go. And I told my nephew way ahead of time, I said, they're not going to renew that contract. Because mm -hmm. the joke between me and nephew was like, nephew say, nah, because <laughs> they think you're getting ready to come in and ask for them Jay-Z numbers. <laughs> 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 nephew was like, you get ready to go in and ask for them Jay-Z numbers. They ain't going, they not doing that, uh. Yeah. And I said, yeah, well, they ain't not going to renew it. And of course, a week later, I mm -hmm. got the call from Monique. Yeah, and we said, we said, I remember us sitting in the office and having that Monique conversation. So I remember Unc. Because I was trying to hold on. Yeah, yeah, because Unc was, and you know. And I was like, you, like, so, you. So, you, so, so, so Unc, yeah, because Unc had a, you had a beautiful relationship with your mom. And I remember, yeah, man. I remember you sitting, because you used to sit in the corner where Burpee sits at now. You sit over there. And it used to be like you would talk to your mom in the morning. Yeah, you would talk to her, you would text her throughout the day. And you would you would bring in stuff that like she said or stuff she did, and she used to cook. I forgot what what it was. She used to she used to make my my favorite meal back then was them turkey wings and yellow rice. Yeah, and man, and the way like you used to sit over there and just be in your world. And then when your mom passed, <laughs> I seen I, I seen a part of you leave, like and I and I and I was like the way you was there for me in my different situations, like back then. I said I'm gonna be there for you the same way. And I used, to, I used to say, bro, it's going to be all right. Man, your mom, I, I said, your mama's, I remember telling you in that office that day, you, we was talking about the Monique show. I said, your mama wants you to do this. Yeah. I said, this would be what your mother wants you to do. I was still trying to stay here. Yeah, because you was like, uh, you like, Neff, I don't know if it's going to work. I said, you was tone X. This is exactly what I said. I said, uh, I'm good. Trust me, I'm good. I got it. I got it. Uh. And I said, one thing about it is you came here as tone X comedian. You're a comedian first. Right. So no matter what, no matter what happens, you're a comedian first. I said, you the door here is always open. It's always open. Don't never mm -hmm. think this door closed. I don't care what they say in the back. The door here is always open. You got to pursue your dream. And I think your mother would want you to do that. Yeah. That's what I told you. I remember the conversation. And I was, man, I was, it devastated ain't the word. That wasn't it. Because I used to always ask Yolanda, I would say, tell me what I'm going to do when my mom ain't here. Mm -hmm. And that's a question she couldn't answer, of course. It ain't no answer. Because I used to always say, man, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. I used to tell her no limit that. I don't know what I'm going to do when my mom leave. And that was way before it would come into fruition, where it would mean just that, what you're going to do and your mom ain't here. Mm -hmm. And some of the stuff that I told you about not leaving until I knew you were ready. I used to say my mom wouldn't have left me, no stretch of the imagination. She wouldn't have left if she didn't think I wasn't ready. And I I, I, I would be all right. So till this day, mm -hmm. I still, to this day, you'll catch me looking out the window, like in my mind, she gonna come back. Like you leave the light on for somebody because eventually they're gonna, they gonna come back. I'll tell you a story. When my mother went in the hospital for the final time, she had the TV on, her station watching one of her favorite shows. And for a year, one year, I didn't cut the TV off. Mm. They came to put new carpet in my house and Yolanda stayed at the house because I told her, don't let them cut the TV off. They're going to have to put this carpet down, but they're going to have to leave that TV on. And they did. And then one day, I finally went over there 
and I, I cut the TV off. And I was like, whoa. And you helped me because I I still had to come back and do radio. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the most difficult things ever. Because we're human and we go through stuff and we deal with stuff. And we used to always say, man, we try to leave it. We, 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 um, Try to leave it on the elevator, whatever we going through. But sometimes it don't right. happen that way. Nah. And I know sometimes we would have moments on the show where somebody would say something, and you would just it'll bring back a memory. And I used to watch because I used to watch, I watch everybody on the show just to see their their you know their um their manner their mannerisms for the day. Right. And I try to gauge their post for the day. And I would in I I would know when the when the listen to ump. I would know when the you know what I mean when the push ump, or I would know just when to just you know just let you have your moment. And that's yeah. why the bond is so strong. Yeah. To this day. That's why you can't you can't really say anything negative about no limit around me. No. Cause it's not gonna sit right. Cause I don't know of him. I know him. And I ain't a groupie. And I take that uncle. Now you know, and why I, I say that because like I tell my listeners, I love you for real, not for ratings. I don't know about no numbers. But I know if you only do it for numbers, that's satisfaction yeah. of while you're on the air. But what happened when you're not on the air? That's and that's you know what. Uh, not to cut you off, but that you say the same thing. We don't we don't care nothing about them numbers, man. What our numbers is, so we go out in those streets and people say, "Hey, bro, I appreciate you did such and such." Or I remember this time on the radio you did this. And bro, when you said such and such, boy, that touched my heart. That was that's always been our numbers. I don't care if we number one or number thirty. We ain't never been number thirty, but I'm just saying though. Right. If it and does happen. Long as them people out there in the streets, man, feel what we doing, I'm that's good. That's you do it for. Yeah, that's who you do it for. I used to always say, ratings will hold you in the studio. But when you get outside, what you got? The people. You, and, that, and that's what's going to hold you down. And that's who is going to hold you down. Can you go anywhere in the city and feel comfortable? I can. No Limit can. And that's not no rating. That's the love that they feel coming through that radio and what you represent to them. And they let you know that. When you're in the Walmart and they come up to you, they let you know that. When I'm at the gas station, one in the morning, and they come to the gas pump, they let you know that. And it ain't no fear. It ain't no, oh. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? I can't get out the car. Oh, wait a minute. Ain't none of that. it, it, It is what it is. If you if you move in love, that's what you're gonna get back. And you know, like me and my wife have a conversation, and she asked me, like you be you know so many of these females, and y'all talk and y'all have, and I said, and I looked at her and I'm like, do you realize I worked in this business 20 years? I got 20 years of meeting people, 20 years of knowing people, and these people become like family. Like they might not actually be blood family. But they become like family because we've been they've been in my life. They see me graduate college. They've celebrated my my me coming to the morning show, me leaving nights, me going to nights. So they we grew up with each other. So we like family. You right. So, so a lot of times it's like it ain't it ain't nothing sexual or nothing like that going on. It's just I know these people. You know what I mean? I tell my wife, listen, they all know you. Right. Exactly. They all <laughs> they know who you is. You, you ain't got to do nothing extra. <laughs> nothing extra. You ain't got to show up on every set. They know. They know Y Square. Right. They know Yolanda. They yeah. know Yogi. They know why that's production. Trust me. They know you. 
So you 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 good. Like baby, you good. They seen the whole thing jump off. Yeah. So you 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 good to go. You ain't got you ain't got you ain't got to worry about that. You yeah. good to go. And plus, with this new age technology, <laughs> you be done turning your goddamn play card so quick. Now I'm gonna tell you right now, that damn screenshot is the devil. <laughs> Gotta told you screenshot you the boy. That screenshot the devil, baby. Good <laughs> God, God. I haven't been it. was a woman that invented that screenshot. when they were sitting down <laughs> talking about the phones. They're like, we need to have something you could you could take a shot of something and then put it up. That was a female. What no guy thinking of nothing like that? You know that. what? We need an anti-screenshot or something. That, if it's screenshot, uh, we it can was, make a uh, It wasn't me app. Yeah, if you screenshot, it, it, it turned black or something. <laughs> we need one of them like middle black. Goddamn, you go put it up to the forehead and proof. Now you know who you are. Right. No, let me learn. Tell next man. Let me talk the podcast. The podcast where we keep it a thousand because a hundred ain't enough. So I like uh, that no limit. Uh, I'll be done stole that. <laughs> Boy, you can hear that on the air tomorrow. I'll be like, damn, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't let it, you ain't let that thing go twenty four hours. I'll be like, what's the tone next show? Well, we keep it a thousand because a hundred just ain't enough. They be like, wait a minute. I heard no limit say that before. He got it from me. I'm the oldest. I've been saying sayings before you were saying it. So, uh, man, you know, I just wanted to you know, say, man, I appreciate you. Everything. Is it over? No, no, no. Not yet. We, on, we at the end, though. Oh, oh, we're getting there. Listen. <laughs> I just wanted to say, I appreciate listen. you, man. Listen, Linda. Every, everything you brought, not only to the morning show, but, man, to me and my family, to my life and all the talk, you know, no matter what I, I've been through, you, you've one of the first. <laughs> Like I, I I know if if something crazy happened with me, the one of the first five people to call is gonna be Tony. Yeah. If and you I do something for me, Tony. If I and he gonna say and you gonna say nephew. Kevin, we ain't finished. Right, we ain't finished, Mama. This is the we we talking. This yeah. is a serious moment here. Yeah. And you interrupt. Kevin, the producer in the back. Yeah, we jumping on the back. Can't let you leave without doing a freestyle. Okay. Oh. Kevin, I always right. want to freak. You know, yeah, is it the white producers out right. there? Cause these black producers be all on your shows, all in your the videos. That they'll come to death row. That them sugar. Yeah, you got a death row for podcasts. Good pity back there. No, but you know, one thing you always brought to the show was edutainment. Like you, you educate the people, but that entertainment, man. One thing I always love. Was the characters that you did, and I used to always tell you that, but uh, them characters is Boy. crazy, and people love them. They still talk about them to this day. But the characters that you, you the did, man made me, you made me do Mr. Ibby White. I've uh, been doing uh, him on, uh, on, on, um, on my show now. Oh uh, man, Ibby White was crazy. So let's run down real quick some of the characters you had. Yeah, Ibby White. Who was who was Ibby White? Mr. Ibby White was a white man that liked black women, but he liked NASCAR. <laughs> so he 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 would call up. And he'd be like, no limit, is uh, Tony? And he'd be like, my, my name is Mr. I B White. I like NASCAR. I like black women. I like soul food. And I, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't like the racist. You don't and like we, the racist? Right. And then we'd be like, oh, so you don't like the racist? He thought you was talking about the NASCAR racist. Yeah, we yeah. talk about racist, racist. like the KKK. Yeah, yeah. He said, I, I love the racist. He'd be like, what you mean you like the racist? You like, I, I like Earnhardt and Gordon. I don't like. I don't, I don't know about Gordon. Though. Got all them colors on his car. Them <laughs> that was Mr. Abby White. Mr. Abby White. Oh, you, you know one of my favorite. I like Mr. Abby White. One of my favorites though was damn Bo Sam. 
Bo Sam was the last slave. The last made, slave that could read. That could read and didn't know he was still and a slave. Didn't know he was still a slave. <laughs> Don't you tell nobody that I'm on a podcast. P O D C A S T. And if they know I could spell it, they chop my foot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bo Sam. No, uh, I know what you like. Uh, DMX. D- you did a crazy DMX. <laughs> Listen. Before we start the show, we need to pray. <laughs> Dear Lord, let us do this podcast. Let's not talk about Cardi B, Megan a Stallion, and all that ass. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, uh, what the man, the 7-Eleven man? Seven Eleven. So what happened was every morning at se- if we hit 7-Eleven, we'd be like, I'd be like, Power 98 is 7-Eleven. Seven Eleven. And I got a special today. What's the special today? It and his special always had pork skins in it. Yeah, always had pork skins. The special today is a two-liter Pepsi, a Slim Jim, and a barbecued bag of pork skins. 322. 322? 322, and you should play that number because 322 hit last week. Hit last week? It took $5. <laughs> you should play that number. 7-Eleven. Boy, I used to love all them characters. You used to like James Brown. Oh, man. You do doing it. the heavenly oh, roll call when so, people would die. So what happened was, you know James Brown passed away. First of all, we did a James Brown countdown. The James Brown countdown. Because you know it took him like 3,000 days to bury James right. Brown. Right. We was like, when they going to bury him? Yeah, that? so we did. We started a countdown. We actually counted down every day. When and they going to bury James? <laughs> so we started having James Brown visit our show, and Tone does a crazy James Brown. This is Tyrone Koppel reporting live from the podcast with No Limits, Larry. That's right. We keep it a thousand because a hundred just ain't good enough. James Brown is still alive, yet dead. He hasn't been buried yet, but we're waiting for him to get his ass into heaven so he can check in. Hold on, James is at the pearly gates. <laughs> look here, look here, what up, James? Mama Benji, hey, look, ain't nobody, been, I don't know nobody, I'm waiting for everybody to come in. What'd you everybody say? Everybody need to come in here. What'd you say, James? It's a man's world. Say what, James? Yeah, hold on, St. Peter wants to answer something, huh? Boy, listen, we moving? Yeah. Groove it? Yeah. Say people won't get you won't get fuck it. <laughs> when Jesus, when Jesus. Hey, hey, Jay, hey, what are Leah doing up there? Uh-uh. What are Leah doing up Riding there? Boat. What about Tupac? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't mad at it. What about Biggie? They over there right now had a party. Him and Biggie? Him and Biggie had a party. Biggie took his shirt off. I said, put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> what about Prince and Michael Jackson? You know a Prince is Prince up here with an angel on. He got his wings on, but he got his ass out. He got his ass out? Yeah, and Michael Moonwalking all over the place. <laughs> on the streets of gold. <laughs> Michael Moonwalking on the streets of gold. He's acting up. Got that one glove on. He he told him to take him off. <laughs> told him to take him off. Told him to take it off. I t- yeah, I sent a message to a couple of them. I told that Levert boy. I said, ain't no need for you to come up here. You told him don't come up there? Go on the bus. On the bus? The hell bus. <laughs> <laughs> you come up here. We see what you've been doing. <laughs> I've been gay up here. Marvin Gay, what are you doing? With that little ass toboggan on. <laughs> he going to run up. Still got it rolled up. <laughs> hey, boy, you don't need no toboggan up here. Oh, James, everything good up there? Everything cool. Everything real cool. Me and I got one last question. Huh? 
What's up? Get Jesus a perm. A perm? Boy, look. Man, Jesus don't need no perm, yeah, man. He do. He do? Yeah, Jesus be. Listen, Jesus with a perm. You know Jesus is black. He, yeah, I know he's black. You see it when he come up I here. seen him when he came up there. Now, when the real one up here black. He black. Why y'all looking at down there on the picture right there? Yeah. They white. But up here, they white they, Jesus is black. Yeah. His name ain't Jesus. What's his name? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. He Mexican? He said, Cobra de Yama. That's what he said. He is. All the kid folk got in a car accident. Okay, okay, last one. Last one. one car. Last character. Somebody. I'm going to find out Subaru. <laughs> I said, 20 of them in that Subaru. Somebody just typed this one in. Ethical priest. Ow, ow, ow. And, and slick. And, 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 and silky. Silky. Silky the pimp. And ethical priest. Ow, baby, listen. I've been pimping for a long time. Now, Africa priest yeah. has gotten old. Oh. She can't do what she used to do. She 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 got to lay away that thing. She got to lay away? She ain't got to walk. What she got? She ain't got to walk. She drizzling. She drizzling? <laughs> she got the map. The map? The M stand for menopause. <laughs> <laughs> she got that menopause ass pudding. I say, yeah, you wet. But that's from a, I say, yeah, but, I say, I say, I say, I say Ethel, you wet, mm -hmm. but not like Cardi. Mm -hmm. You wet from them cold sweats <laughs> under that sheet, because that's that menopause. She opened up her legs last week in a tumbleweed, went down the hallway in a prairie dog. I say, give it up. You told her to give it up? Give it up. And she thought, I meant get naked. I said, that's the last thing. I want to see, because they don't sit up no more. They don't sit up no more? They look like two kindergartners on a, <laughs> on a stomach in time out. I said, lift them up. You told lift them up? She got pulleys on her bra. We doing like this right here. <laughs> lift them up, Ethel. Lift them up, Ethel. How you going to get money your name, Ethel? That ain't sexy. Meg the Stallion, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, Ethel. Nah, that don't sit right. Get your old dusty ass out of here. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's how we do it right there. No living Larry. Uncle Tone X, man, I had to bring him on tonight. Boy, Appreciate no it. Made me come up with a different <clears throat> character every week. And I got to um say, you real quick before we get out of here, you got a new book out. But Boy, I got it. You got a book about to hit. Got to promote that. The proof just got to me on that. I got, I got to drop me a book. <laughs> Look at this right here. Let me see show your book. Show it to him. Show it to him. Here go the proof. Yeah. Shouts out to the Queen Mother, Latisa Howard, Y Square, who really put this thing together. Had this thing done, developed, everything six years ago. And I was procrastinating. And COVID sat me down. And when I came through Ramadan, I had a new level of discipline. Nephew could take. Because a lot of things, a lot of habits, I let go. Mm -hmm. That a lot of people would have never thought I was letting go. And I had a new energy. And it was like, man, drop that. The world need that book, and it's here now. It ain't nothing like Latisse told me when you when you get it in your hands and you look at it, and they put that offer on you, man. It ain't it ain't nothing like it. So ain't nothing like it. God's number seven. Mine coming right behind you, huh? You know, get you through it. But um, it's like nephew used to call them exisms. Yep. And I've been carrying these around in my head all my life, and I just put it in a book, man. So I know you're going to enjoy it. I tell you about the new website that I got is called Tone X Edutainment. My nephew told you, education plus entertainment is edutainment. Tonexedutainment.com. 
you can go there and you can get it all, man. Because you can also get these things. Yeah, let them sock, baby. Sock king, baby. The original sock king. The sock king, baby. The sock king. You can get them and um, we getting ready to do a launch the right way. We getting ready to launch this book like the Caucasians do. We, you got to. You got to have, have a, gotta have a book sign. Go get it. Yeah, you got to have a book sign. So we're going to launch it the right way. Mine right coming right behind you, Uncle. I'm going to drop mine in November for my birthday. Um, you know, I, I used to write, Booty. man. Nah, <laughs> nah, you know, real talk, I used to write. Like, I used to um, win oratorical. I used to do that poetry. I used to do that poetry. I used to write in the oratorical contest. I, I used to actually be a hell of a writer, man. Right. Give him a little quick song. Man, oh, man, you're going to make me dead. Roses are red. Oh, man, hold on. My, my, my. So is the feds. <laughs> a phone with that. phone with that, because that's it. That's it. <laughs> we done talked enough. This podcast going on three hours. <laughs> my wife get ready to hit me and say, y'all still there? We still here. You see us all live. Stop playing. That's what I want you to do. You want me to drop a freestyle? Right, I ain't got no music. I ain't got no music. He got music right here. Uh, Smitty, you got to be. All right, up. All the time. I tried to get out of I tried to get out of All right, up. I guess. From the producer Cam, right. won't give you me, do a give live freestyle? Me, give me, um, give me Kendrick Lamar. Think about me, instrumental. You know I all right, so before we get out of here, man, let me talk the podcast. Shout out to my uncle. Y'all make sure y'all follow him on Instagram, Tone X Comedy. At Tone X Comedy. At Tone X Comedy. Follow. I ain't nowhere near no limit. What's your Facebook? Um, you know, they coming out with a new social media. Well, all hell. It's, you only need one follow. It's adults. What is it called? Sit on my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk to podcast. Podcast where we keep it a thousand. A thousand and one. Because a hundred ain't enough. A hundred. And make sure y'all tap in with us, man, Every each and every Wednesday, 9 o'clock live. Uh, we do it right here on CMVA 107.5. And new things coming on it, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. New we, things coming on it. I just hollered at Uncle about something. So new we, things coming we on might have Unc, We might have Unc on CMVA 107.5, the streaming station. You can get it CMVA 107.5 FM.com. That's where you can find it at. And, uh, yeah, go on and tap in with us, right. man. Shout out to all the artists out there, too. Yeah, I've been checking that out, man. Come on, man. Smitty about to give you something. Take us out, man. Take us on out. Let me talk to Freestyle. If you got that that Kendrick, that old think about me instrumental, baby, you know. So it won't come back. Everybody say they get ahead. But most people doing crime gonna end up dead. Most of y'all won't speak the truth, the power. Cause uh, you're so sour in your heart, but your ass afraid. Black folk nowadays say you gotta vote. The Democratic ticket have you up the river without a boat and no paddle. Back in the day, the wild, wild west say, yeah, you just skedaddle. Like a baby with a rattle. And you ain't talking about nothing. Not no substance. Them young boys got them young girls out here talking about that walk, but you're bluffing. Season coming, ain't no time for handcuffing. Everybody's scuffling. We coming through with the Range Rover with the two mufflings. Back in the day, we used to wear the brown Timberlands. Tim's all season for ass kicking reasons. Nowadays, we don't really give a damn. I don't watch the NFL. I don't give a damn about Cam going to the New England Patriots. It's still shady. And my nephew, no limit, he loved Tom Brady. What can I say? 
Why swear she been my lady for 23 years? She done seen a lot of tears. I can remember when I came through my season. A lot of black men nowadays committing treason, doing a lot of bullshit for no reason. And y'all don't really understand it. Midnight, we coming through just like them bandits. The corporate America will have you underhanded. Middle finger up to the clan, I planned it. I see fit. Them young boys come in the club and they say it's lit. I remember Hammer in his dance pants doing the typewriter. That's when he dropped, we too legit to quit. But y'all scared of keeping it going on. This ain't an R&B song and I ain't gonna be here too long. Every word that I say is a verse. It's unrehearsed, it's not cursed. But my words are so strong, we say Allah Wakbar. That means God's the greatest. And you're trying to keep up with the Joneses I'm trying to show my son how to do his own biz Do y'all understand what generational wealth is? He say, I got mine, my wife got hers, he got his Whenever you seen three millionaires under the same roof But y'all worried about white boys like my name was Dylan Roof I ain't 80 proof, I ain't at the ABC store No Jack honey in my glass, don't drink that shit no more It's all alkaline water And back in the day we kicked game to the mother and the daughter Nowadays that ain't nothing but a mental slaughter Most of y'all pushing up on the wrong ass That's a mental disorder What you ought to do is go ahead and get it done We say we dropping Islam On all them sleepwalking aquatons Salute to Minister Farrakhan The man who got me started in Islam The FOI that's till I die And please baby keep your pork That's in order You understand one is tall, one is shorter If you don't get that, that's an analogy Letting you know the best things in life for free You never come at me, cause I ain't scared, I'm cunning One thing I never do, God, never running I'm standing right there on my square I run solo, so I'm easy to find I'm right there, 3-7, right there in that high chair Boy, I'm talking all that shit, and I'm so legitimate Will you wait till I quit, this is a freestyle Cause my style ain't free, cause they gotta pay me Six figures is what I get, and you can see I'm shining clear. Like the rock that I'm got in my left ear. I don't give a damn about that, I got peers. Some of them older, but some younger in their years. They be listening to me, trying to get the game. Game meant to be sold, not told. I'm the game hall of fame, got my picture right up on the shelf. Most of y'all need to understand that your health is your wealth. And that shit that you're doing, you possess. Look at what you're putting in your body, that food is processed. I'm not a meat eater, I'm a mind tweaker. Back in the day, we used to be like eager to beaver. Now them beavers get you in trouble. Had my wife coming to see you on your doorstep, right on the double. And we packed them things. We got them sitting right between the damn designer jeans. That ain't no things. I got something that I could pull out and make you dance. That thing is all black, right in the sweatpants. This is an open carry state, so you better carry. I can make you hit high notes like Mariah Carey. The things nowadays that's going on is kind of scary. And y'all worried about being mean, that COVID-19. Got your mind here slipping with your mind in the dream. All the cream still rises to the top. I would never stop. God damn if it's spill on the floor, your mental and drain out your ear, you better get a mop. I'm the cream of the crop, and you know this. Curtis Blow, understand, he told me this. Back in the day when I was doing Def Jam, believe you me, standing ovation, that's where I met Kid Capri. And now the relationship is still glowing. I use that shea butter and that sea moss, that's why my skin is glowing. I'm all knowing, all wise, all seeing, 360 degrees, all wise human being. I can do this for all four seasons. And I don't need a reason 
even though we celebrate in Leo. You can tell by my talk, my walk, and ask your girl about me. The voice low, that means I'm a Scorpio, and you don't want to see how it goes through December. We bring it in in October, shut it down in November. Shiver me timbers, that's what they said on the Looney Tunes. But I ain't watched that since a couple of Junes ago when I was 14. Still coming on the scene, watch my mom. She used to cry, then I hear her scream, and I get it now. Cause I got kids on my own. I be damned if I'ma die before I see them full grown. That's something that I got between me and G.O.D. Cause the same thing you see in him, you see it in me. If you're looking in the mirror and you're acting suspicious, here one that you look for your glossary, that means you're auspicious. Now understand the things that I say is real. Y'all already know the deal, I say and do what I feel. Pull a pig by his tail, he's guaranteed to squeal. Y'all don't get that? Kinda like the tides peel. It's over. We don't give a damn about your Range Rover. My favorite rapper is Nas, Rock him and Hover. And let me go ahead and say they ain't in that order. Shouts out to everyone listening. I just dropped that. It ain't no coming back from that. This is all real here. The freestyle was all facts. And simply said, go ahead and do what you do. I'll stop rhyming when the goddamn beat is through. I thought you knew come through in that navy blue suit i look handsome baby girl i'm far from being cute cute as monkeys on a puppet or something that you petted my voice is so low i can talk and get you wet i've been had that walk but when will that shit stop nowadays you want the bag but what you gonna do with the guap you ain't investing in yourself you're trying to put something pretty that's them numbers in the bag something that you never had i kicked the game like the dad that you never knew when your mama told you one flew over the cuckoo's nest while you was getting Similac off that damn left breast and I still keep it tight. I could do this shit all night and my freestyle rhymes been going on since 97. My mom looking down on me right now from heaven telling God listen to him. That boy got something to say and it mic that you put on and it verse I slay. This is Instagram so it ain't no second delay. I gave up puffin' Kush, we called it puffin' Hay, and I got my mental in a exact way. So nowadays when I see you coming down the street, don't ask me to show you my socks. Of course they're complete, and don't ask what I got on my feet. Probably something with some buckles on them. Something that look Italian, but they probably Roman. That's that leather talk. And let that money game go. And let my nephew do what he do on the morning show. This flow right here, it take a couple of years to get like under your belt. When the heat is felt, touch a girl in the forehead, the mentality game will make her melt. I'm smooth like sip when it's wrapped around felt. Goddamn, I could keep on doing this for all days, always. Understand what I'm saying. This is how we promote this freestyle when I do what I do. Now let it go. Yes, sir. Let me talk the podcast. Put the outro, Smitty. Put the outro. That was the outro. Put the outro, Smitty. Goddamn. Smitty. <laughs> Yeah, hey, 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 what's going on in the world? No, we gotta speak about it. Change the topic, what's your favorite hobby? Change it back, I'm pro black. Switch it up, discussing new ways, make the money stack. No limit, Larry speaking all facts from the North Cat to the South Cat. Let me talk, 